Episode 4, Engagement. One of the stereotypes about fervent believers is that they tend to isolate themselves from society, care little about the communities beyond their own and focus solely on God. Travelling around the country to meet what some would call fundamentalists for the programme We Do Do God, we found this assumption was not warranted. There are places where you feel a bit like an outsider, but that's another matter. Stamford Hill in North London is recognisably dominated by the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community. But many ultra-Orthodox believers like Rabbi Herschel Gluck are intensely involved with the world here and now. One of our duties is to work. It says in the Torah, six days you should work. In the same mitzvah which speaks about Shabbos, it speaks about our duty to earn a livelihood. And the community is engaged in many spheres, in many aspects of earning a livelihood. This is seen as part of our Jewish obligation is to provide for our family, to give charity, to care for others, to treat employees in a decent manner. Judaism, unlike other religions, uh, doesn't reject the world. It says that we have to bring God into the world. How do we do it? By living in the world in accordance to God's will as expressed in the Torah. And that includes all the boring local council level stuff. Since both the Jewish community and the Muslim community and many members of Christian groups have large families. So therefore, in neighborhoods where there's a larger concentration of people from these communities, wider pavements are required. Because when they walk in the street, they tend to take up a large part of the pavement. Who would have thought? I asked Herschel Gluck if his social engagement extended beyond his own community. I mean, that there was a, a Muslim driver who was driving along the street and a little Jewish kid threw something. He was an elderly person and he swerved and naturally he was very antagonized by the event. So we got the child to apologize to the driver and the driver was very happy that we dealt with it. But the very fact that people know that there are people who have contact with both communities, that in itself stops antagonism developing. Uh, about 20 years ago, I had an idea to create a Muslim Jewish forum, which at the time was the first in the world. And the idea was not to engage with regards to the Middle East, not to engage on theology, but to engage on everyday matters, on civic matters, on planning, on housing, on relations with the police, on education. Like Herschel Gluck, Ibrahim Mogra, an imam from Leicester, does not ignore the problems of the real world. 
So I would say that 60% of Islam is more to do with the human person and fellow human beings and almost nothing to do with God. And only 40% is something to do with God, i.e. belief in God and all the other tenets and the worship aspect. So the important thing for Muslims, to my mind, for myself, I would say that it's nice if I'm able to pray regularly and fast and be charitable. But if I fail to respect my neighbours and be nice to my neighbours, then I should question myself, is that prayer and fasting and being charitable of, of much value? Ibrahim does not divide society into tribes. I, I, I frown upon my fellow Muslims who have separated themselves from society. I think the point is there should be some distinctive qualities about how Muslims live their lives and that doesn't mean that you have to extract yourself from wider society and keep yourself to yourself that goes against the teachings of the faith uh, there is no monasticism in Islam you, you can't go and hide away in the caves and up in the hills you have to live amongst the people you have to live with your neighbors within society and practice and live your faith in all that so I think Muslims are doing a disservice to Islam whenever they choose to isolate themselves and keep themselves to themselves and not be outward looking and engaging with society. The director of the Karima Institute, Musharraf Hussain, certainly does not fall into that category. Well, I, I think it's about understanding each other and also recognizing that they are citizens who are loyal citizens. I think that that's usually the reason why people question uh, Muslims, are they loyal to us? Are they loyal to our country? And this is one of the reasons why we're actually working closely with the uh, British uh, Army uh, and the RAF, and, and we, we, you know, we're getting our young people to join the cadets, we're getting them to join the army to show that you know, we're willing to defend our country as well. You know, we're part of the uh, MOD, uh, we're there to defend and we will, uh, because we're loyal citizens. I think the, the um, important thing is to accept Muslims as they are and just very simply accept them as ordinary just citizens like anyone else, really. I, I don't think I would want any kind of privilege or we, as, as we used to have pre Rushdie, you know, where we were really regarded as, uh, you know, if you were a Muslim and you said, people used to show respect. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't want to go back to that era either. But I certainly don't want to be in a time where you are looked upon as the fifth column. You know, I, I live in a in, in Britain, which is a, a very permissive, a very free society. Um, you know, which um, respects and honors LGBT, um, which honors and respects atheists, uh, secular, godless people. Uh, and I, for a moment, don't have any kind of sense of being beleaguered uh, in, in this society. I feel very free, uh, liberated. But that's coming from myself, I think, from inside me, because my religion has given me that uh, liberation and freedom. Salafi convert Abdul Haq is engaged at a more local level in his community of Brixton in South London. And I remember before, because I attended some of these before, is that there, when there were issues with regards to sort of community safety in sort of, you could say, sort of 2005, 2006 time, there were a lot of issues of community safety and there were, you know, there was heightened sort of uh, terror threats at that time. There were some sort of meetings there. Also, when there are other lo more localised issues to do with, like, knife crime as well, 
there are there are sort of meetings and panels and stuff where different people get together. So there are there is still um, sort of strong community interaction. Islam is a religion that wears its heart on its sleeve. Public calls to prayer, active madrasas, large gatherings of worshippers. And some people find this threatening even if they're too polite to articulate that fear. But consider the views of Sadiq Hamid, co-author of the book British Muslims. Most Muslim households do not pray five times a day. And that might be news to some people. But that's the reality. Um, there is an ongoing conversation and contestation, really, uh, between people who are intolerant and who want to impose a narrow vision of Islam on everybody else. But then most Muslims are not, they don't fall into that camp. And they, if they believed otherwise, they wouldn't be living here. Because an argument, the counter-argument to the supremacy, if, if you want to... If you want to establish a caliphate in number 10 and if you want to take over the country and rule over with Sharia law, what are you doing here? Because that's not going to happen, is it? So, you know, you know, you claim to, you want to, you do want to do X, Y, Z. And we had, you know, we had these notorious cases of people like uh, Omar Bakri, who's going to, you know, chop people's heads off and, and do this, that and the other. But he was claiming benefits. He was on the welfare system. I mean, it's just really ridiculous. Sadek's co-author, Philip Lewis, see some of the most creative new thinking about engagement coming from a new generation of Muslim women. There's obvious intergenerational shifts now. And so you might say more and more Muslim women are becoming much more vocal and articulate about Islam. And then the question is, what sort of Islam are we talking about? And certainly the researches Sadiq and myself have done in terms of British Islam suggests that Muslim women are now, if you like, the agents of change. And they are looking for a more expansive reading of their tradition to make sense of their experience as, as British Muslims. Christian engagement is also, at its best, interfaith. Jack Noble's Church of England-sponsored dementia concerts were, of course, open to all as are his educational initiatives. A key example, and one of the ones that I enjoy most, is our one of our high schools, the St Marylebone Bridge School, which is the only secondary special faith school in the country, church school, uh, for children with speech and language, extra learning needs. And we are a Eucharistic community of uh, almost 60 pupils and almost as many staff. Uh, and we gather regularly for the Eucharist. A goodly number of the school come from very observant Muslim homes uh, in the kind of Kensal Green Paddington area, which is where that, that part of our school family is based. And these are kids who go to the mosque, they go to Islamic school on a Saturday or after school, they know why they're Muslim and they take their faith really seriously. And they're exactly the kind of observant, uh, fervent people that you're describing. And there they are at the Eucharist. Nothing is watered down. Everything is as it as it is in its fullness, and it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for, for me as a Christian priest to celebrate in a Christian church school the fullness of the church's life, taking each other seriously. And it's because we take our faith seriously that we can take each other seriously and respect our differences uh, and celebrate them as much as we celebrate that which we have in common. We're not trying to pretend that we all believe the same things really. It's about really giving each other credit and, and, uh, and respect because of our diversity. Because in the end, uh, the Christian community has always been one 
that has been founded on the principle of growing in love, love for God and neighbour. So basically, because we love each other, it, it comes naturally. I remember after the Grenfell Tower fire, Muslim and Christian charities were competing in a seemingly good way to help. But there's another side to religious engagement with society, a darker side. Bishop Joe Aldred is a senior figure in the loudly fervent Pentecostal church. There is, um, within Pentecostalism, and it has grown up particularly over the last, uh, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years, um, this sense that um, uh, wealth is the right of you know, everybody empowered and blessed by the Spirit. What tends to happen is that the, the preaching about abundance tend to proceed on the basis that the minister is a recipient of the abundance of the followers. Um, so we've had cases, for example, recently where uh, one preacher said that God had directed him to buy a jet. And so his um, followers were to contribute £60 million to the purchasing of that jet and insists that if Jesus were here, he would have a private jet too. Now, I remember being in a church once um, and there was one such minister speaking about prosperity and uh, laying out, you know, if you bless me, God will bless you abundantly, thousandfold, and started his call with those who will bless me with a thousand pounds, you come. And there was a little queue. And I sat there, I stood there shaking my head and thinking, this is not good. I turned to a young woman who was standing by me and I said, are you going to give your, are you going to give you a thousand pounds too? And she said, I'm still trying to pay off the last thousand I gave. Ending with Joe's story reminds us that all religious people, whether fervent or casual, are engaged with society in the profound sense that they are all fallible, corruptible, like everyone else. But I guess we knew that already. That's it for our short series on Strictly Observant Religion. The series was presented by Dr Ed Kessler and produced by David Perry. To find more from us, visit our podcast site, wolfpods.wordpress.com.